0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. We are Easter people, and we continue to celebrate the joy of Easter. And as we do, we greet one another with that tremendous Easter greeting, Christ is risen, risen indeed, hallelujah, the joy of Easter, the joy of being Easter people. It was for 40 days after the resurrection that Jesus continued to appear to his disciples to make sure that they knew that he was really alive. The Apostle Paul tells us in Corinthians that there was a time when Christ appeared to more than 500 at the same time. And then he goes on to say, and in case any of you doubt, That message some of those 500 are still alive and you can go ask them yourself the heart and core of our Christian faith is that we are resurrection people we look to the cross as a symbol of our faith but the cross is only part of the story if the story ended on the cross with Christ dying for our sins and paying our price, the story would be unfinished. But it's heart and core for us to remember that we are Easter people and that we celebrate resurrection. Jesus spent three years preparing his disciples for what they were going to witness when they got to Jerusalem. And Jesus said over three times on the way to Jerusalem, I just want you to know I'm going to go, or going to, I'm going to arrest it, I'm going to be punished, I'm going to die, but don't worry. He kept trying to prepare them for what was yet to come. Good Friday, Easter Sunday. But he had to do more than that, and that's where we pick up this morning in the Gospel of John, which is earlier than that. It is during part of the teaching time that Christ had. Notice he said to them, a little while you're not going to see me, and then a little while you'll see me again. And the disciples said to one another, what in the world is he talking about? And so Jesus goes on and he says it again. But he also, in that context, he's talking about they would see him, then he would not see him in the grave, then they would see him again, and then they wouldn't see him again when he ascended into heaven. But they would see him again when he came back. Hard understand if you don't know the rest of the story but Jesus also in the gospel for today lets the disciples know that when he leaves them and ascends into heaven he's not going to abandon them God doesn't abandon him when Jesus ascends into heaven but in the text he promises that there will be time that I will send to you the Holy Spirit who will come to be with you. Oftentimes, during the life of Christ, he would do a miracle and then he would say to the disciples, now don't tell anybody what you've just seen. Don't tell anybody what you have just heard because they didn't understand the whole story. And as we'll hear in a few weeks, it was when the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost came upon those disciples that it all finally started to make sense for them. For the Spirit helped them to understand the Word of God God as our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is a promise that God never abandons us, that he never leaves us alone. Have you ever felt alone? Have you ever felt all alone? Maybe sometimes when we're quarantined Maybe sometimes when we are all alone and we're in the house or the car by ourselves. Maybe sometimes when we're distressed and we feel abandoned. Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night, in the darkness of the night, and started to worry? Have you ever started to worry maybe you're worried about your kids maybe you're worried about your finances maybe you're worried about your health but you wake there in the middle of the night and it's dark and oh how long the night is when you lie there in bed awa- awake and worry sometimes in our worry we even start to sweat because we're so concerned. And the important thing for us to be reminded of as Jesus talks with his disciples about not abandoning them is that God never abandons us. That God never leaves us alone. He's always there for us. God brings his people together Is community. We're told after Pentecost, for example, that the early believers gathered together daily for apostles' teaching, for fellowship, for breaking of bread and prayer. They came together daily to be reminded that even though Jesus was no longer physically with them, that they were not alone. God brings us together into community in worship God brings us together into community in family God brings us together into community in small group God brings us together in family in prayer for one another and Jesus promises where two or three are gathered in my name there am I in the midst of them listen to this story from Acts chapter 11. Peter had been out preaching and he'd been accused by some of the Jewish leaders that he was preaching to Gentiles. And why would he ever preach to Gentiles when the word came for the Jews? And Jesus, I mean, Peter says this in Acts chapter 11. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them Just as on us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized you with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us, why should we keep it to ourselves? God's word from Peter blessed by the Holy Spirit, brings faith. And so it was, Jesus wanted to make sure his disciples understood the whole story. He wanted to make sure that they were prepared for what was going to come. And so Jesus wants to be sure we know the whole story. A little while, Jesus said, you'll see me. And then you won't see me and so too for us jesus comes to us today in a very special way in the gift of holy communion for it's one of the ways that jesus becomes present with us in body and blood for forgiveness of sins and the power of that spirit working daily in our lives you know we are entering into the season of graduations. And in the next few weeks, we'll have kindergarten graduation, and the kindergartners will move up to first grade, as we had first graders in the early service this morning in the sanctuary singing, and the courtyard was filled with first graders. But you know when a... When a kindergartner leaves kindergarten, there's a little bit of anxiety about what's first grade going to be like. And moms and dads try to reassure them it's going to be okay. And they soon find out that it is. And then we have eighth grade graduation. And eighth graders leave the security of a school like ours and many of them go on to the same high school, and so they go on with their friends. But, but some of them go on to a different high school, and they go alone. And moms and dads, again, reassure their eighth grader that high school is going to be OK. And they soon find out that it is. But then we have high school graduation. Now, that's a little different. We attended a high school graduation party yesterday of a good friend of ours. And that young man is leaving the comfort and security of his high school here in Orange and all of his friends, and he's going to Clemson. Now, when he leaves Orange, and he goes to Clemson, he's going all alone. And even though mom and dad might take him, he'll be all alone. And mom and dad say, it's going to be okay. You'll make new friends. And I'm sure before long, he will. But then comes college graduations. that's a very different experience also because in college graduations you oftentimes leave your friends and go off to a career or to graduate school or whatever it is but you know you can never graduate from God you can never graduate from the presence of God working in your life. You can never graduate from the love of God that is there for us. For we are promised by God that we have the gift of his spirit living and working in us. In a few moments, we're going to confess together the words of the Nicene Creed. And listen carefully as we say those words today. For in the creed, we confess that we believe in a God who created. And we see the signs of God's creation all around us. And we confess that we believe in a Savior who died and rose again for us. And we see signs of that love there for us today in the sacrament. And we confess that we believe in a Holy Spirit whose presence we can't see, but who we see in all of us. And Martin Luther, in his explanation to the Creed, in defining the third article of the Creed, says this, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Ghost has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the one true faith. Why? Because of the beautiful picture given to us in Revelation. The beautiful picture in Revelation chapter chapter 21, where John sees this vision and he says, And the one who spoke with me had a... No, I'm sorry. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Jesus wanted his disciples to know that he would not abandon them, and he wants us to know that he never abandons us. Come, Holy Spirit, and live with us, and comfort us, and be with us in our loneliness. Amen.